0: Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of You Can Sit With Us. I'm one of your hosts, Becky, and I'm joined by Ariel. Hello. Maggie. Hi. And we have our pick set, Rainy. Rainy. (laughs) I <laughs> I was like, should I do more of an intro than that? Rainy's running the controls today. Right. Just running the show. What's new, guys? What's what's the Haps? What's the four one one? How was your weekend? It's just sick. It's good. Yeah. What'd you do, Ariel?
1: I was in uh, I was in the mountains this weekend. oh How was that? Yeah. How was the weather? Uh, it was lovely. Oh my goodness. It is like 72 during the day and at night it gets really cold. That's nice. Yeah. So you wake up and you like want to put on a sweater. Oh, I just love sweaters. Oh, awesome. I, I love being up there. It's really, really fun. Um, what did we do? Oh, it was my grandmother's birthday. Oh yeah. So, uh, I think she's turning 86 or okay. something like, that. yeah. Wow. Like, you know, she's in her eighties and, uh, uh, yeah, we wanted to celebrate and she loved it. She was just surrounded, serrat- like she loves being the center of attention. Yes. <laughs> and it was very fun. That's fun. Uh, yeah, but it was like, my dad had a birthday recently. There's a lot of like Taurus and uh, an Aries in our family. Mm-hmm. And so there was a lot of, you guys know I love gifting. So this is the first time I'd seen everybody in a while. And so I had gifts for everyone. I went there with a huge box of gifts. Everybody was like, What? My birthday was a month ago. And I was like, I know, but I didn't see you. Yes, friend. Yeah, I know. That's awesome. <laughs> What'd you do, Mags? Uh, let's see.
2: I went to a one year old's birthday during the day on Saturday, which was very cute. Mm-hmm. Um, very fun, very sweet, surrounded by babies. And then I just caught up with like friends. I What else did we do? We went to Alex's birthday party in WeHo at Lance Bass's bar, which was very Whoa. fun. It was like 90s and 2000s night, which <coughs> was lit. Um, and other than that, lots of relaxing, you know?
0: Yeah. Good. What about you, Bex? Guys, this weekend was Alex Lewis's wedding. Oh, Aloo is married. That's oh, final so final Lou baby to get married. That's fantastic. <laughs> They're all committed. <laughs> yeah. There was, um, it was very fun. The one gripe Keith and I had okay. is we love the anniversary dance at weddings. Uh-huh. uh-huh. It's a very Midwestern thing. It was actually surprising to find it at a California wedding. Yeah. Okay. And so usually. The sequence of events for the anniversary dance is one year, two years, five years. Keith and I are finally at our five years, and we were ready. We were like, "Yes, we get to stay up for like a decent majority of this song." The DJ went straight to five years. No they were like, way. Who's been five years, or who's been married five years? And Keith was like, "Just stay." He's like, "We're staying. We're staying." <laughs> and so we just stayed for like. 10 more seconds they're like all right 10 years we're like okay bye oh Oh. okay i have to
2: say
1: i have never heard of this before
0: (gasps) i did it
2: at your wedding i think that was the only wedding that i did it at
1: we didn't do it you didn't no why not i've (laughs) done it at one wedding why we didn't do it actually i feel like we maybe just forgot about it (laughs) when you said that i didn't know what you were talking about yeah i thought it was like one of the dances that like like you you make,
0: came up with a dance that you would then dance at your anniversary or something like that? Oh no, it's just they have everyone who's married come up
2: yeah. and you
0: start dancing with the bride and groom. And they say, all right, if you've been married, you know, one year. It's usually one, two, and five. This okay. was straight to five. Yeah. But then it's usually you end with like, you know, a grandparent or yeah. someone who's been married like 50 years. Cute. So it's a very cute.
1: That's it's dead. a nice tradition really to get cute.
0: everybody on, yeah. the,
2: or a good amount of people on the dance floor, you know.
0: And then, how have I never? I love weddings. I think it might, maybe it was just like a Midwestern thing. But I, I, I went to a lot of weddings in Chicago. Oh yeah, I guess that's true. I feel yeah, like I've so weird. At least one or
2: two, maybe. It, I
1: don't know. Well, some it up a- in the comments. I want to know who has done this before <laughs> and how I have never heard of this. Never. What is your favorite thing that you look <clears throat>
2: forward to in a wedding tradition?
1: wedding traditions that like. Wedding traditions? Do you like are you
2: cha cha are you team cha cha slide? Are you team like what is uh, what is your thing? Uh, oh
1: that's the wobble.
2: the wobble? The wobble?
1: <laughs> what's the one where you go
0: for, to the window? Oh, oh okay. to the wall. <laughs> no. That's just a song. But I actually know many friends who have banned that from their wedding. Why? Including me. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I it's will so be banning. I'll sing the next lyric. To the window, to the wall. <laughs> then what, Ariel? Then what? Everybody on the dance floor is getting sweaty. That's why it's funny. Uh-huh, but what's the next line in the song? To the window, to, to the, the wall, wall. <laughs> to the sweat dripping down my balls. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I would say that's why it gets banned at a lot that of weddings. So funny, because
1: <laughs> you're like, yeah, I'm sweaty too. Yep,
0: just like the sweat that, dripping down my balls. Usually they play it like <laughs> oh, when, screen, when like screen.
1: the you know when everybody's just really like moshing. You know, yeah, you can't and play that. Like, you can't play that early. To the window, to the wall, to mm-hmm. the wall, to the sweat drip down my balls. You know, oh, like. My
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I remember you came over one day and I just had a Spotify playlist come on, was on and Becky, or Becky was like, I love that the song that you greeted me to was. <laughs> my entrance music. <laughs> yeah. so <laughs> I was like, "The Becky's coming up on this playlist. Here we go. Welcome. Entrance up. music. i yeah. Maggie, what's your yeah, what's favorite what's your favorite wedding, wedding? Anything by ABBA. Oh, solid. Yeah, 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 that's like my favorite. No, 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 I'll dun, take anything.
0: Dun. You can't just choose <laughs> everything. I like, like them saying, all.
1: It's like saying, what's like, your favorite color? And you're like, rainbow. All colors. All
0: colors. <laughs> obviously. Um, I don't know. I just like, yeah, I like all the music that they play. I think wedding music is very specific. Mm-hmm. Um, Not too many line dances, though. I think everyone needs yeah. to have a limit of, like, honestly, one. One is all you need.
1: Okay. Mm. Mm. IMO. And how do you guys feel about, have you ever been to a party where they had professional dancers come out to like hype everybody up?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, we were at the VidCon after party. (laughs) Oh, I I thought you were saying, have we ever been there? I was like, was I alone? You're right. I, I didn't, th- I didn't it think. It being, I didn't register that in my like head a as Streamy's afterparty. Like, one of the after parties, there were party and, and party people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't remember there being uh, like hype dancers there, but yeah, yeah. I only remember because one of my friends was one of the hype dancers, right. <laughs> and he came out, and I was like, "What's going on?" <laughs> it's a big thing for bar mitzvahs. Oh yeah, to oh. have like.
1: Like hype dancers to get the 13 year olds on the floor.
0: Mm-hmm. Nice. I, I like think it. Tiffany Haddish did that as her job. Oh, In uh, uh, her memoir, she talked about it. She was like the hype woman at bar mitzvahs. Yes. And she maybe killed someone once. That was the other thing she did at the <laughs> bar mitzvah. Oops. <laughs> possibly. She possibly hyped someone too hard. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. They got um, too hyped. You guys, we have some exciting TikToks to look at today. Oh, um, they're hacks. Mm. Hacks brought to you by Rainy. Do Ah. you guys have any hacks that you would film a TikTok for? That you're like, this is the hack that I show all my friends and I tell everyone about it.
2: Mm. Mm. I feel like whenever I do need a hack or I perform a task and I'm like, that was too hard. I will reference TikTok and we'll type in keywords to see if someone's come up with a better way to do said task. I do it all the time. Like what? Like okay, I cleaned my beauty blender and it didn't come out as clean as I had anticipated. So I went to TikTok and I was like, "Beauty blender clean," <laughs> and it showed me like seven different ways at least to clean.
1: That's so interesting. Oh mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah. You, so you guys like to watch
0: cleaning TikToks,
1: or just like what else have I used? tiktok for i feel like most of my hacks are like cleaning hacks
0: mine are yeah mostly cleaning and folding and oh if i need to know folding. how to fold something I'll i still don't it know out. how to fold a fitted sheet <sighs> it's I so I easy literally i can this. but i've realized it's not worth it it's <laughs> not worth it it's not mm-hmm. worth it, you have to d- it when yeah
1: yeah but um i think the like using a lemon and vinegar uh to clean everything mm-hmm. like You put it in your microwave and set it for 45 seconds or whatever. And then you just wipe everything away. I Mm. learned that. I think I learned that, you know, five years ago on Instagram. And that's a a good one. The
2: little steaming. mm -hmm. Yeah. Ingredients for just like produce sprays. I've learned that on TikTok as well. Yeah, Like apple cider vinegar.
1: I think I put a little salt or sugar in it oh that's one thing that I would definitely look up maybe not on TikTok maybe I should start doing that um, is don't lie you're you mean on Instagram oh, Reels reposted no, TikTok I, mean reels. <laughs> I don't know how to search anything on Instagram Reels um, oh yeah, yeah. so <laughs> I probably would not be able to do that. I'd probably look, just look it up on Google.
2: Yeah. Um, the fruit fly ones, you can use apple cider vinegar and soap in a jar with right. like little holes in it. And that's, I, I have looked mm-hmm. that up. What did our parents do for all these like little hacks? Did they just think,
1: reference magazines? Or they just kept all of the information in their heads or that like asked friends yeah. or something? Maybe they actually talked to their neighbors. Yeah.
0: Mm. all right rainy our first tiktok we're gonna look at some of these are cleaning hacks some of these are food hacks love that okay we got tofu leaders in the house woo you guys both eat tofu You mm. tofu fans yeah mm-hmm. yeah how do you normally make your to- tofu press and then press tofu it. scramble To okay ariel how mm. do you i cut
1: into cubes and into then cube. i kind of uh Like saute them. There.
0: So when tofu's frozen, it becomes chewier, or some might say even more meat-like. But basically, the water in the tofu expands when it's frozen, creating small pockets that change the texture entirely and for the better. Just look at the comparison. All you do is open and drain your tofu. I keep it in the same packaging and put it in the freezer overnight. The next morning, I remove it to thaw. Then I just cut it into planks to make the pressing easier. Press it to remove any water. do you freeze your tofu? And what do you make with it? Hmm... How about that? So, I like Excuse that. me, so sorry. So He wants <laughs> us
1: to freeze our tofu. Why?
2: To make it firmer. So a lot of the time, people don't necessarily, well, I feel like tofu is just, some people don't enjoy the experience because it's kind of mushy. Mm. And if you don't press it especially, it's very mushy. So that's just another way to get it firmer for those who don't like it. So mushy. Because oh. uh-huh. it okay. compacts it down. I have heard it, but... Mm-hmm. I have little to no patience when I'm getting ready to cook a meal. Like I can't remember to, oh, I should freeze this a day in advance.
1: Right. But, mm. And I feel like tofu is one of those things that you're like, oh, you already do do to have to kind of be patient
2: for Yeah. and pressing it. Mm. Yeah.
0: Okay. So you're not going to use the hack. Hack is dead to you. Too much work. Too much work. Too much work. I would probably freeze tofu
1: just because we didn't eat it enough. And mm. I was like, oh, I have tofu in the freezer. Let me grab that. And Does it go bad? And knowing that I could just eat it straight out of the freezer, that's awesome.
2: Mm. I would use it. I think I love my tofu press enough to not necessarily... I like I like it when it's pressed. I don't think I need it even more compact. But mm. if I wanted to do like a... There's these one like barbecue tofu that I buy from the farmer's market and it's so tasty and I cannot replicate this man's recipe. It's mm-hmm. Dave's Korean for anyone who lives in LA. He makes... They're delicious, but anyway, I can never get it to his consistency. Maybe if I froze it, I could. So maybe mm.
0: report back. Report oh. back. Mm. All right. So we're gonna freeze our tofu. Next up, this one's for Ariel. Okay, she's our egg mama. Oh, give me the eggs. Hey, how do you normally make your hard-boiled eggs? In a pot of water. Pot of water. You do like the twelve-minute method. Uh huh.
1: Yeah. Usually more like eight minutes.
0: That's what I do too. So I'm interested to see. How this one works. And did you know that the, the time starts after the water starts boiling? Yep. That's what I always did. Kim Miller does not do that. Kim Miller she puts the egg in immediately, sets her timer for like 14 minutes, and calls it a day. Wow. Yeah, she does it. She she like free, free balls it. Wow. Does it, it work? Yeah, it came out. It was fine. They were good eggs. So It probably starts boiling within like two or three minutes. So yeah. I was like, dope. Okay, so this is a hack for The easiest way to make hard hard boiling boiling eggs
2: is in the air fryer. All you need to do is pop them in there for 14 minutes at 275 and then throw them in an ice bath for five minutes. That's going to make the shell slide right off. I take the back of a spoon and I go all the way around the egg and I use my fingers to make a little opening to get the spoon in there. You want to get the spoon under like this little white skin. You can kind of see it there in the video and then that's all there is to it. It will slide right off. If you guys try this method, be sure to tag me so
0: I can see. Wow. I wow. I'm, I'm going to say no to that one. <laughs> I don't know why it keeps playing like whatever's on my Spotify right after that yeah. too. Only that one part of that song. That is so much work. That is a lot <laughs> of work. So, I feel like it's not a hack. No, it's like how to make hard-boiled eggs harder. Yeah. yeah. How or to like, make it more
1: difficult for yourself. How to yourself. make Like that's just making a hard-boiled egg in a in an air fryer. Yeah. It's not a hack. Yeah. It's just you're just not using boiling water.
0: Yeah. So it's a hard fried egg, but I don't not have an air really fryer. So
2: I'm gonna have to go with yeah. I
0: don't have an air no. fryer either. Do you, have, do you have an air fryer, Becky? <laughs> we have an air fryer. Kelsey just sure, got us an air fryer. What it's do you a, do with it? A move-in present. Oh, it's sweet.
1: <laughs> I I see all these like air fry hacks, but I still I still haven't made the like the jump to get one. So it, they d- just don't seem ha- like like enough.
0: Yeah, if you're if you are um like a, adept at using an oven. You really don't. An air fryer is just a faster oven. It's a convection oven, works the same way with the air spinning around it, oh. but it just does it faster. Mm. Um, and there's like less cleanup. Huh. I would say we use ours more for like, like making like fried chickpeas and like fried artichokes. Yeah. But like everything else we use in the oven because it's such a small size. Right. Mm. But I, I, I wouldn't put my eggs in it, I would just boil water. yeah, could I just, it, make, it just seems easier. I don't know. I don't could know. it make? I know. Yeah. Could it and it, could could it make like roasted vegetables? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's an, It does everything an oven does. It's literally just an oven in a smaller form. You turn it up to like it has degrees on it and everything, like four hundred degrees, whatever. There's a timer. Fryer. All right, guys. How do you keep your produce fresh? Any tips? You guys have any tips? Eat it. For herbs, I will put them
2: in little cups with water in them, and then I like wrap them with a little bit of plastic.
1: Hmm. Hell yeah, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. that's a good hack. Yeah, it just keeps your uh,
0: herbs from not like withering and getting
1: yeah
2: nasty. Everything
0: except basil. All right. Well, this one is for fresh fruit. Okay. okay. This one is specifically sure straw babies. I found this tip a couple months ago, so I've been testing it out, and it works so well. But if you put your fruit, like strawberries, in a glass jar in the refrigerator, they stay fresh for two to three weeks. Weeks. And I've been testing it out, and it works amazing. Huh. Yeah. Put them in a jar. <laughs> <laughs> how, how much of a song can we play? <laughs> put them in a jar. Yeah, yeah. So, you said so you already do this. I do mm-hmm. this.
2: I have little mason jars when we buy uh, raspberries and blueberries. Zach eats berries every single night. It's his little treat. So every single time we buy them at the market, I wash them and then I put them in the, make sure they're nice and dry. And then I put them in their jars and they stay good for a really long time. Also, you want to hear another hack. Do You do this one for avocados. If they're ripe, Uh. you put them in water and they stop, uh, (gasps) they stop, uh, ripening. That's so smart. So you can yeah. freeze it in its
0: track. Not actually freeze it, but you <laughs> freeze the, the ripening. In we it. honestly, we eat fruit so fast that like <laughs> I <laughs> I like rinse it in the thing and then the next day it's gone. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we don't have, the avocados are the only one that I was like Need
2: something. putting in
0: water. Yeah. Or like carrots. Think- you can do it with carrots and celery if they get like droopy. Like if you buy a big bag of carrots to put those in water and it rehydrates them to make them crunchy. Oh, ah. I didn't know but, that. But like those are the only things that really like stay for a long period of time at our house. You guys yeah. cook a lot. I just guess these hacks anymore, are super helpful
2: <laughs> for those with smaller households like you and Keith, me and Zach. We don't have like families to feed. So like the amount, we're a little slower at picking out our produce than yeah. the average family. I
1: feel like if, you know, if our berries are starting to, starting to get icky, then I just like throw them all into a bowl and they're gone by the end of the. By the Uh, end of the day. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Or freeze it, make some smoothies. Exactly. That's what I do
1: with spinach because we never actually eat spinach. You can just mm, buy it for some Mm -hmm. strange reason.
2: Yeah. It stays
0: forever. You can do that with kale. You could do it with, you can Mm -hmm. like chop it up and freeze it, throw it in in smoothies. Speaking of your greens, you guys wash your greens even if it says it's already been washed? I learned this was a controversial thing. If Mm -hmm. it says Mm -hmm. it's been washed, if it says triple wash, do you wash it it or not? No,
2: I usually, unless I'm like hand picking them from the farmer's market, if they're coming in a bag, no. Straight out of the
0: bag. So Keith and I don't. I've never. If it says it's washed, I believe it. I believe everything I read. I believe it. And so we definitely got E. coli. What? (laughs) From From spinach that said it was already washed. And now, one, I won't eat spinach anymore. I'm off it for like easily a month. Oh, no. But with our other greens, even the stuff that says it's been washed now, hell no. I'm putting that in the sink. It's getting really? it scrubbed down. Yeah. You have you a salad spinner? E. coli. Oh, God. You had E. coli? We did. That's terrible. It was awful. I'm so I mean, sorry. it was unconfirmed because the way you confirm it is by yeah. like pooping in a jar and bringing it to a doctor. And right. you know, right. I can't do that. Uh. I can't do that. <laughs> but I you can both. I can tell you, though. You both. We had E. coli.
2: <laughs> and for sure... Did the spinach like look funny?
0: No, it was fine spinach. Okay. But we're like, we do like a lot of like breakfast salads and like with our smoothie. And so we both had the spinach in a smoothie and then had our breakfast salad. Huh. And then, you know, you know, the world was not a fun place for about (laughs) eight days, (laughs) eight eight to 10 days. That's how long it takes to come out of your body. Oh, when we were in New York. (laughs) Oh, no. So that was exciting. So like, was there an outbreak? You know how sometimes they say, "Sometimes like, they Don't like email spinach. you." Yeah, no, I didn't get an email or anything. Yeah, huh, but it was from Whole Foods. Oh, it was Whole Shocks Foods fired. spinach. So, mm. thanks, Jeff Bezos. Oh, <laughs> 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 that's the worst.
2: Uh-uh-uh. Okay, well, Thank I know you. what I'm getting you for your birthday: a salad spinner.
0: <gasps> we have salad spinner. <laughs>
2: oh, <laughs> well. You should uh, use that. I just <laughs> did not
0: wash It that it, yeah. it was no, washed? washed. I, tr- I believed it. I would have trusted it. I believed it. I I
1: don't wash things that say they're washed. Me neither. Yeah. Why why would you? I wash everything washed. else. Yeah. What
0: about do you guys wash uh <laughs> like apples and oranges? No. Oranges cuz I don't eat the outside, but I wash my apples. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I wash most of my stuff cuz we don't use the we, we try not to use the little bags at the grocery store so all of our produce goes just like on the conveyor belt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I wash it regardless. Same. Yeah.
1: I'm just thinking about like all the dirty things that I've probably eaten. You know, like we eat food straight like at the farmer's market. Mm-hmm. The boys will just take the berries out of the thing and just start eating those. And I'm thinking yeah. to myself like, how many people have touched these?
2: Yeah. I mean, I rinse it with water, but they sometimes even say like, you know how some people really like to like shave their uh, mm. carrots and everything, but mm-hmm. they sometimes say that. Well, I've heard before that even soil has probiotics in it. So it's like, as long as you're like cleaning with water, generally you should be okay. I mean, E. coli, that's something completely different. Yeah, it's a whole different Who thing. Who knows if you would have been able to get rid of it with water?
0: Right. You don't know. Oh, no. You don't know. We have a little like veggie wash thing. Yeah. A little bar. Yeah. Little bar, you wash that produce yeah. with, oh, yeah. and you can tell the difference when you like apples, like takes that like waxy coating off. Yeah. yeah. Okay, guys, we're
1: gonna move on to some audience questions. um Let's see here. I will start. How to change RSVP because you realized the host was creepy. <gasps> Hi everyone. I wanted to start off by saying I love your podcast. It gives me a reason to look forward to Tuesday mornings. So that's very sweet. Um, okay, so. This summer semester, my university announced that it will be in person, which is very exciting for me since it means I finally get to have a university experience, including university parties, which I was invited to one last week. The person that invited me was someone I met in my mycology class in the fall semester. I had invited them to my 19th since the two of us were in a really tight-knit study group with two other people. Anyway, this person requested that I bring my best friend since they had taken a particular liking to my best friend. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. my best friend agreed to come to this party. However, when I told this person my best friend is coming to the party, this person texted me and said, will best friend kiss me? (laughs) I was shocked reading that text since the person that invited us has never met my best friend. Mind you, they have only seen one picture of my best friend through a Snapchat like five months ago, and this made the party invite seem less appealing, especially after the fact that my boyfriend pointed out that the person inviting us used will instead of would when asking about kissing my best friend. How do we let this person know we no longer
0: would like to come to this party without hurting their feelings? Yeah, that's weird. That's weird. That's weird. I go with just say you don't want to go. No is a complete sentence. You know what I mean. Yeah. You don't got to tell them why. Yeah. Say, uh, so, eh, we're not going to come to the party. Sorry. I mean, also university parties. I feel like you could just not show up. Yeah. Right. I mean, I guess if you were texting about it, I would probably like my Midwestern self would be like, sorry, can't come. Yeah. Hope the party's fun. Would you be like?
1: Would you ever sit, sit like give a reason? Like got caught up with homework. No, I don't think you either. You're just like sorry, can't come. Yeah. I don't think it needs
2: a discussion. You're on team discussion. Mm, Yeah. Your team let them know. I don't know
0: how to approach someone and tell them, sorry, I can't come. The boys are also over there filming. So if you hear some background noise, it's It's those troublemakers, not us.
1: (laughs) Those loud boys. Yeah. I feel like, though, if the friend is expecting, like, this person to show up with their date, you know? Like... Their whole night uh, is sort of set upon them showing up.
0: Yeah, but you can't put all that on yourself. You know what I mean? That's true. Yeah, especially since your best friend never agreed to any of this. Yeah.
1: Or you could also just say, like, that's creepy. And uh, I
0: don't think that we're coming now. You could say, like, instead of creepy, you could say it makes me uncomfortable that you asked. This like set a boundary, you know. It right. Makes me yeah. uncomfortable that you asked this question about my friend that you don't know. I just wanted to let you know. Yeah, you know.
1: And in that case, you could still go to the party if you wanted to, because now you've set a boundary,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: you didn't have to miss the party. I probably still would. <laughs> just, just cause. Yeah, protect your friend. Yeah, mm. <laughs> fixed it. Just say you don't want to come. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see what to do with an insincere apology. <gasps> Hello beautiful crew. I am a 26 year old male. And I don't know if I am behaving too much like a high schooler. I've been in a friend group of four since I was in elementary school and one of said friends is getting married. He was very vocal that me and the other two would be best men for the last two years. The wedding came closer, and I saw through an Instagram story that he announced to our two friends and two of his other friends that they are going to be his best men. Frankly, I got a little sad. I thought I was going to be part of the wedding, not in a narcissistic way, but because I love him and wanted to support him. Anyways, I stayed sad for a couple of days, but I mentalized myself uh, with, fuck it, I'm still going to the wedding anyways. I'll be there supporting him. I'll just get drunk with many fewer responsibilities." But last week, we all went to this party and he apologized in the most distant and frankly disrespectful way. I felt really angry because he was very not that big a deal about it. So now I'm upset about the dumb apology and sad about the fact. Here's my concern. On the one hand, it's not my wedding and he can do whatever the fuck he wants and I will support most of his decisions. The decision might be in part from the bride or a number of variables that I don't know. On the other hand, I feel distanced and very much unappreciated by the apology. He is not the most communicative friend, so I don't think I can talk to him about it. I will go to the wedding either way, but I wanted to get your perspective and maybe you can give me examples of this happening to you and just ways to focus on the happy parts of the wedding instead.
0: The drama. That's a lot of drama. Drama of it all.
1: Maggie. Mm. I know you're in it. Yeah,
2: picking bridesmaids and like those in your groomsmen can or can get a little tricky. Yeah. Luckily, I'm in a position where I have two sisters and then a future sister-in-law, so I'm glad to be like avoiding a lot of um, said drama. Because if I were Zach and I decided we wanted to keep it small, but I do see like some of my other friends I've watched. Um, them compile their wedding parties and they don't have siblings and has caused tension among their friend groups and
0: mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. It's hard. It's very hard. I've known I've gone to weddings where there are no wedding parties as well. But you can just I don't know. I don't know how to No. I don't think I've Awkward. ever been in a position where I was upset at a friend for not selecting me to be in their wedding party.
1: For sure. Yeah.
2: And especially planning our own now it gives you even more perspective on how difficult that is. Mm-hmm. So I would try not to take it too personally. Maybe your friend has plans for you to be incorporated in the wedding in a different way, whether it be like giving a speech or helping them out with whatever they may need. And that could be very special, but it's okay to be upset and hurt cause you want to be there for your friend, but it's definitely a hard
0: place to be in.
1: Yeah. Becky, have you ever been in this position?
0: I haven't. I've only been a bridesmaid once. Yeah? Once a bridesmaid, once a bride. That's it. So I've never been in the, like, mad that I wasn't, but I, I, honestly, since being a bridesmaid, I was like, I don't think I'd be sad to not be a bridesmaid ever again. You wouldn't want to do it Like, it was a lot of work. I loved being there, and it was like, I loved the wedding, but it was like, very stressful, very tiring, yeah. very expensive. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I think, I think what he's emailing us with sounds like he's being very logical about it. Like he's like, there could be a number of factors why I wasn't. I totally get that. I think maybe the salt in the wound was the insincere apology, mm-hmm. um, but. I would say you just take a shovel and you dig a big hole and you bury that down there, pat it down, plant mm. some flowers, Aww. and never think about it again. At the end of the day, it's not that big of a deal. It, right. If it's if that's a deal breaker for your friendship, then like that's something you maybe need to reevaluate, like your friendship and maybe yeah. your expectations. You know? Yeah. So I think yeah, weddings are tough. Yeah, weddings are really tough. So I mostly give people passes on weddings because I'm like.
1: Yeah, you, you you have to. You have yeah. to give people passes on weddings. But it also, it sounds like, you know, uh, most of the reason that this person is, like, hurt is because there was an expectation coming from them that they were going to be in the wedding party, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, and so, you know, you kind of have to think about it that way, uh, where, like, You've put yourself in this position, like just because you weren't asked to be a part of the wedding party, uh, you know, doesn't mean you that that this person doesn't like you, or mm-hmm. you know, it's like wh- what is is it that he feels excluded from his like group of four, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember for our wedding, uh, Ned had way more friends than i did Mm -hmm. um and he wanted all of his friends from his college group to um to uh to be to like stand up with us Mm -hmm. but i didn't have enough friends to fill out my side and so i was like i'm sorry we can only do five like i can't do more than five Mm -hmm. um and he had seven and so he made two of them ushers Mm. that's nice yeah so i don't know yeah take the high road and you could always just ask and be like do you need me to do anything Yeah. yeah like I understand that you, you know, you don't want me to be part of your your like groomsman, but yeah. I'm happy to like I'll be there, so I'm happy to help.
0: Yeah. yeah, I would say just throw it out that way. Happy to help. Yeah, happy to help with anything. <gasps> Let me know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and that way he, he can still feel
1: included, uh, and he won't like I don't know. There, there are some things that groomsmen do together, and so that would mean that maybe he wasn't excluded from those things. Because mm. um, mm. I could see how if you were a group of four and two or three of the four people are off doing like these special things. You could yeah. feel kind of sad. That yeah. Is, yeah.
0: You know, yeah. I think there's a lot of pressure on having like an even number yeah. on both sides, but I will say we had an uneven number and literally not a single Who person cares? noticed. Who yeah. cares? Nobody noticed. That's true. Yeah. I think I was
2: getting anxious and I told Zach, I was like, is it going to be weird if we have an odd number versus an even number? And Zach was like, oh, you're just getting (laughs) too in your head for that like one photo that your photographer probably knows how to just stage anyway, depending on whatever number. But yeah, we see like go on Pinterest, you see like brides, bridal parties, you see like 10 and 12 on each side.
1: And it's like this whole like, whoa. Holy moly. It's gonna be okay. He's gonna be fine. His his heart is in the right place. Mm -hmm. The fact that you want to be there for your friend—that's that's that's where it's at.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, just be
1: there for him. Yeah, and and don't make a big deal of it.
0: Yeah, don't make a big deal out of it. Mm -hmm. It's it seems like not a big deal at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And if it's not something that you're like willing to lose a friendship over, then what's the point? (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. And
1: uh, regarding the insincere apology, I. Uh, you know, he felt bad enough to apologize, but perhaps uh, it was it, it was like perceived as insincere because he didn't think it was that big a deal. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, that helped, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Twenty-six-year-old male. Hmm. Um. Okay.
2: Here we go. Another audience <clears throat> question. Hello. You can sit with us, cast and crew. My name is Blank and I'm going to be an orientation leader for my college this summer. The -hmm. job should be pretty fun because I was an orientation leader last year and I have some friends doing it too. The other day I was telling my friend that I could feel me turning into a caricature of myself again and that felt pretty weird. Last year I was the stereotypical orientation leader. I was smiley, cracking jokes, leading games and being enthusiastic. I was being myself but in an amplified way. When I act, wait, when I look back, it feels like I didn't act. This year, I wonder if I can crank down the enthusiasm and be more ground, a more grounded version of myself. Will the incoming students have a better experience? I'll still be personable and funny, but without reducing my personality to my campus involvement and my experiences. My question entails, have you ever had to amplify or reduce your personality to relate to others? Do you ever feel like a character of, caricature of yourself, maybe when in front of the camera or in a work setting? And finally, is becoming a caricature of myself the equivalent of an orientation leader customer service voice? Thank you, blank. P.S. I love the pod.
1: <laughs> so cute. That is such a sweet question. Yes. Yeah. I feel like, um, <clears throat> I mean, I will answer it in a second, but but like the just the idea that she's thinking so... Deeply uh, about so, this. So deeply about it, yeah. yeah. is is very telling. I think it's sweet. Yeah. I can <sighs> tell you're a
0: very good orientation leader. I mean, I think it's... I, I think her use of the word caricature is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Just because I don't usually... I don't think I would ever call it that you're acting like a caricature. I just think different situations you can match the level of the energy of the people that you're around yeah but yeah when you're in front of the camera obviously you have to be a bigger louder version of yourself to make mm-hmm. it entertaining mm-hmm. and then yeah the customer service voice of course like when mm-hmm. I was waiting tables uh-huh. had to. that's just like kind of part of your job yeah. you have to be yeah up and loud and all that so I think it it maybe sounded like she meant that she was like being too defined by being an orientation leader. Mm. Mm-hmm. So maybe she needed to like also have other interests, mm. but I don't think there's anything wrong with uh, changing your, yeah, you no. know, your level based on what you're give, you know, what you're being given. Yeah. No, that's the level of the room. Yeah. That's
1: just, that's just adapting to like your, your surroundings, yeah. you yeah. know, like mm. that's what humans do. Yeah. Um, and it, I think that, Like I definitely see myself doing this um, when I'm around people. When Mm -hmm. I'm when I'm around, like you know, at a party or when you're meeting new people. Which this is this is orientation for your school. You know, you're you're meeting probably hundreds of new people, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. and like not having like probably very long conversations with very many of them. You're, You're you're kind of like moving them through. Yeah, and so being the like the bubbly orientation leader is probably exactly what they want you to be yeah and need from you you mm-hmm. know these are these are new freshmen coming in they like they sometimes I feel like they just need a hug yeah. you know <laughs> yeah um but I mean uh, yeah it, i I definitely think about myself at parties when I'm meeting new people mm-hmm. or like um because i I also get like a little bit nerve like you know I don't I'm not great with crowds, you know, Mm -hmm. and so I usually become a much bigger version of myself and you kind of have to choose um, the parts of your personality that you're going to amplify, Mm -hmm. you know, and so that's just a natural thing to do. Like some of the, maybe I'll go to a party where I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm going to eat a lot tonight. You know, like tonight, I'm going to be the really hungry person and take everybody else to the snack table.
0: What? You know, what a choice! What a <laughs> choice! <Hold on. laughs> Let's rewind.
1: Ariel <laughs> plans to be. <laughs> or tonight, I'm gonna. I want to dance. You know, I'm be the like, dancing girl. Yeah, okay. I mean, we're yeah. we're like, no, I just want to sit and like eat my snacks tonight.
0: Yeah. You guys don't do that? I think it's just the idea that before you go to a party, you're thinking about being the snack girl where you're going to show everyone where the snacks are. You're so, so That's it. the level of thought. I didn't
1: think about it beforehand, but I'll take the vibe at the party and kind of be like, okay, well, uh, I'm definitely hanging out by the snack table at this party. You Is know? Like, yeah, yeah. No, I know. T- I, I pick up what you're saying. But yeah. And so you like, or like, okay, no, I'm just gonna hang out at the bar and and drink continuously throughout the evening. Yeah. You know? Like like going to the streamies parties or something like that. Mm-hmm. You have to, you know, sometimes they're so crowded that you sort of have to you really have to decide that you want to go to the bar. You know? Mm-hmm. You're like, mm-hmm. do I wanna drink enough that I'm gonna make my way through all of these people, potentially run into somebody that I don't want to talk to. Uh, Or am I just going to stand out here Stand here by the snacks?
2: Yeah, I guess it's kind of just what you're comfortable with because in public speaking settings, you kind of have to be like this bigger personality because you're commanding an entire room of people. I remember when I first started up my first job um, as a pediatric nurse, I used to get super uncomfortable um, relating to toddlers in front of parents that was something i was always super insecure about and then like as i started practicing it more i was like oh my god parents love when i like play with their kids they almost prefer when i like don't talk to them and just talk to their kid <laughs> which like when i was first in nursing school i was like very like talking to the parents and not actually talking to the or before i would engage with the kid but i don't know i think it's just also practice and feeling like understanding what you're comfortable with and kind of feeling out. You can try and see if you're more comfortable being a less amplified version of what you're currently giving off. I feel like this person is a very good uh orientation leader and I don't know.
1: I I wonder if the reason that they're questioning their uh, approach with, you know, this this orientation situation is um you know they they've done this before. They did it mm-hmm. last year. Is it exhausting or man, well? I, I wonder actually. So I I, I did orientation. I I was an orientation leader for two years in a row as well. And um, you know, so the first year that she did it, and she was this bubbly caricature of herself. Mm-hmm. Maybe now she has all of the the like previous freshmen that she was an orientation leader for coming up to her and you know like seeing her on campus, but they don't see her for her they see her solely for being an orientation leader
0: mm. you know mm-hmm. and
1: and so like she feels like they don't know her and and that they only know her from this like bubbly like leadership personality mm. and so she would prefer this go round that you know maybe she tones it down a little bit and and like can actually form uh like lasting relationships with people yeah which th- there's nothing wrong with that, um, but I also think that it really depends on what you want to get out of orientation. Like, you know, those freshmen have come in and uh, they probably had a great experience. I'm sure you did a great job, um, but you know, becoming your friend and knowing you—I don't know if that's the goal of orientation.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. I like one. I'm just wondering where this like insecurity is coming from but i guess we don't have that info
1: yeah i wonder if
2: she
0: saw like a video
2: of herself and was like oh
0: <laughs> i mean it's true you do get a customer service voice yeah for sure did you guys ever work in any or i guess maybe just aerial because obviously nursing is customer right, service yeah. too did you ever work in a, like a customer oh, ser- like a retail store not,
1: not retail but when i worked at the art uh conservation place we had yeah. to um you know, face to face with clients and things like that. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, you definitely, uh, there were times when people would come in unannounced to the warehouse and they'd be like, I want to see my art. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Like, (laughs) you know, it it was the sort of thing where we would get stuff out ahead of time because Mm. we knew they were coming. Mm -hmm. And so like somebody just showing up was a really, uh, jarring, really jarring. And, uh, it was very frustrating and difficult for us because you know, it's an enormous warehouse full of art yeah, and we had to yeah. find their one specific piece. Yeah. Um,
0: and Give so, us yeah. your best customer service voice. Give us your voice if someone came in to find their art and it wasn't there, it wasn't put out. Give us your Ariel's customer service voice. Okay, I need you to be the person
1: though. It's okay, show
0: up. Okay. Hello, I would <laughs> like to see my art right now. Thank you. I'm, I'm so sorry, sir. Do you have an appointment? I don't need an appointment.
1: I am an artiste. (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay. Usually the way that this works is, uh, we, you make an appointment and we find your art the day before and bring it out for you so that you can have, you know, a really good customer experience. Mm -hmm. Um, but unfortunately if you don't have an appointment, it's, probably going to take me about 45 minutes to um to find your art for you are you prepared to wait fine
0: thank Great. you <laughs> <laughs> wow so, so all right maggie let's give us your customer service voice let's oh say my someone gosh. calls you on your work phone oh, okay. okay tell us how you answer okay ring 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 ring
2: i'll just say
0: Pete, this is maggie Hello, Maggie. I need those labs, stat. Oh, uh, with whom am I speaking with? <laughs> Dr.
2: Rebecca. Oh, Dr. Rebecca. In regards to which patient are we talking about today? Um, Stephanie Shoelace. Okay. Um, One <laughs> second. I am just in a patient's room right now. I'm going to take down your extension and I will call you right back with those lab results. Thank you so much,
0: Nurse Bustamante. You're welcome. Talk to you soon. <laughs> Continue stars. doing a good <laughs> job. Good job. <laughs> Good job.
1: Peggy's <laughs> <Becky's laughs> just taken five <by> broke <laughs> everybody. She's like, I am prepared to wait forty five yeah. minutes. Thank you for offering me the time. Such an
0: <laughs> agreeable grumpy. I know, <laughs> always. Always. We used to do this thing, uh, at when I worked at a retail store. We did it when we worked in the restaurant too, but like answering phones isn't as like prevalent there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um we would all do our customer service voice with like a face. So you'd be talking to your friends. Be talking to your friends be like, oh yeah, I did this this weekend and then you hear the phone Hi, thank you so much for calling. This is oh, Becky. How can I help you? Okay. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. And then you hang up and you're done. And then you're like immediately <laughs> oh, you're frowning so at you Like, wow, that fucking sucked. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't think I think to answer, to round out her question or their question. Uh uh, do what you're comfortable with. Yeah. If you want to be less, you know, bubbly or less loud, be less bubbly and loud. If you if you like it and you're having fun doing it, then keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's up to you.
2: Yeah, because yeah. you I get you could
1: be whoever you want. Yeah, huh? I get
2: that it can be having to be a louder version of yourself for like a hundred percent of an entire week or however long this retreat is it is a lot. So if you mm-hmm. want to take it down like two percent, five percent, ten percent, do you boo boo? Yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: and. I know that it feels insincere sometimes to act bigger than you normally do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's still you. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's There's nothing wrong with that. As long as you're having fun. Yeah. yeah. And nobody can really
2: tell if you're uncomfortable unless you're like giving off that vibe too. But sometimes you're in your head too much as well.
0: Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. Another one in the books. Hi. That was a tough one. That was yeah. an interesting one. I do want, I want some follow-up with yeah. that one. We had someone follow up the other day, but I forget what it was. Oh, it was with, not couch, what do they call him? Love seat. Love bag. Love bag. <laughs> we got an update on love bag. What's the update? Oh, here it is. Here it is. This is Love Shack. Love Sack. <laughs> uh, so if you remember Love Sack, her roommate or her friend that she was letting stay on her couch had sex with her boyfriend on that, on said couch. Mm-hmm. Um, But her name was Emma and she said she just want to say thanks for the advice. I did have a good combo with my friend because that was like our main takeaway was that she needed to chat with her friend Mm -hmm. um, to answer the questions that we had asked. She said her roommates did not hear them having sex, but were extremely annoyed when they found out that they did. Um, Her past roommate problems also involved crossing boundaries Um and their room is not a common area and a bedroom, but just two bedrooms connected. So the walls are pretty thin and it's very close quarters.
2: Whoa!
0: Ah. So it sounds like they resolved everything and they're you know working. They're working it out. They're working over these boundary issues. Okay, okay, okay. Now we have. Am I the asshole?
1: You guys want to do this? Aita, aita, aita! Aita. Aita. All right. (laughs) Am I the asshole? For not scheduling a new hire's vacation. Uh oh. I am the manager of a small team at a large company. <coughs> mm-hmm. Each manager does their team schedule. I hired Lacey last week.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Lacey told me when she accepted the job that she already had a non that she already had non-refundable vacation plans at the end of May. I told her that I did the schedule and would try to accommodate her, and I could not accommodate her at all. There was already another team member out and I put up the schedule and was very surprised at an email from Lacey regarding her vacation not being scheduled. I informed her that we didn't have the flexibility and that she was expected to work. When I went to, on my lunch break, I walked by Lacey's desk and was surprised to see it packed. She handed me her lanyard and told me that she quit. She said that she wasn't losing out on $2,500 and and that she already had an offer from one of the jobs that she turned down that promised her vacation was safe. I'm now being called into my boss's office because she quit so fast. But in my experience, if you start a new job, you understand that you are last for vacation. My fiance says that I'm an
0: idiot, and she was telling me, not asking me. There you go. Whoa. Yeah, sorry you're an asshole. Yeah, yeah. For and, sure. And you're definitely going to get in trouble at your job. Like, for sure. You, you basically forced someone to quit. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. told you they had a non negotiable vacation. You yeah. hired them. That person is not showing up. Whatever yeah. you're paying them sounds yeah. like it's not enough yeah. to make up for the loss. And I think it was poor managing. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. You for have sure. to also
2: admit that you wouldn't have had anyone to fill that position unless you picked somebody else for the role. Mm-hmm. So you kind of just have to accept loss yeah. and honor vacations of both employees. <clears throat> yeah. I'm sorry.
1: Well, okay. So one thing that I feel like a lot of people don't understand is that, uh, like, taking a job, it's an agreement between the person giving the job and the person accepting the job. And it sounds like one of the like things that she said when she like was uh, going to accept the job Mm -hmm. was that I'm taking this vacation. Mm -hmm. You know, like this is uh, like. Me accepting the job hinges on this being a part of yeah what's happening yeah. so absolutely he 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 like reneged on that uh, um, understanding yeah and yeah so she she had every right to quit you know? yeah
0: listen to your girlfriend <laughs> yeah I don't necessarily think they're an asshole I think they just like made a poor management choice yeah and it sounds like they're gonna get reprimanded for that poor management choice right because if you're responsible for all the schedules you know i've worked for 15 dollars an hour before and certainly have yeah <laughs> just said i'm not coming in you know what i mean like if you've already had that agreement that it's not going to work out i think it's an older generations mentality that we should all be grateful to have any job anyone will ever give us exactly mm-hmm. and so if she's already spent that like 2500 dollars that it was that's that's a 40 hour work week you know what i mean yeah. so it's like no mm-hmm. and also I don't, no
1: like it, it, nobody would want to work for somebody who like completely disregarded mm-hmm. their uh it, like schedule in, in that way that mm-hmm. the, i mean yeah I, I actually do think that that was a kind of an asshole move yeah like
0: it it was just mean, yeah, it sounds like she just wasn't thinking about it, yeah, which mm-hmm. again another strike yeah for the management team mm
1: yeah, you are the <laughs> asshole we're sorry sure. you
0: are the asshole <laughs> mm. goodbye, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> enjoy uh, your meeting with your boss's boss <laughs> okay
1: um, am I the asshole for leaving my best friend and his friends stranded in an unfamiliar city So, for background, my best friend has gotten into going to these Spartan races. He and a small group of his friends have started going to local ones, but recently heard about one in another state and wanted to go compete in it. But they didn't have anywhere to stay. So, they asked me if they could borrow my truck and trailer. Uh, I have a tow behind camp. Oh, I have a tow behind camper. Um, I said no. I wasn't comfortable with them taking my truck and trailer, but that I drive them and the camper to their event. We made the three-hour trip and set everything up in the area where the race was taking place the next day. I have a habit of leaving my keys on a hook next to the door to my bedroom in my camper. Remember this. Come nightfall, I went to take a phone call outside and ended up wandering around the grounds for over an hour. When I got back to the camper, the door was locked, and I was told by my best friend's older friend through the window that there wasn't enough room for me in my trailer. So I reached for my keys to unlock the door, but realized that I had left them inside the camper on the hook in my room. So I called my best friend from outside, and all I was told was, sorry, bro, nothing I can do. So I ended up sleeping in my truck that night, which I had fortunately left unlocked by accident. The race began at 8 a.m., and at 7, they came meandering out of the trailer and woke me up. No apology, by the way. So while they were in their race, I hooked my truck back up to the trailer, closed and locked everything and waited until just after they finished and had started walking back to the trailer. Think a really wide open field. When I saw them coming, I started the truck and drove off the property with them chasing behind. (laughs) I made the three hour trip back home, declining call after call. And when I finally got home. I took my best friend's call. He started yelling at me saying, why would you do this? We have no way home now. I just said, sorry, you shouldn't have made me sleep in my truck after I did you a solid. He told me that there were better ways to handle this than leaving them in an unfamiliar city with no way home. I think he ended up calling his dad to come and get them. Is he right? Was there a better way to handle this? I felt justified until he said that. And I'm kind of doubting my decision now. Am I the asshole? Oh, my God.
0: I would say you're really petty, but you're not an <laughs> asshole. I would say it's very petty to drive away like that. But also, you are like heavily disrespected with your time and your yeah, uh, your space. It's very weird that they told you you couldn't come in the camper. Um, that's 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 weird. weird. That's, that's weird. strange. That's weird. Um, but definitely a petty move to drive away while they were, uh, yeah yeah. I would have just banged. On, I mean, I would have banged on the windows. I would have just stood there knocking Wake on the door up. until they opened the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would sure. have been like, heck no, this is your eviction notice. Let mm-hmm. me in.
1: <laughs> well, but also, uh, like if you had had your keys, then you would have just, what? Like Went gone in. in and... Said move. And yeah. found a place to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's that seems like... There, it seems like something else was involved in like not letting you into your yeah. own camper. Like, I don't know were they like partying drunk in there and everybody was asleep and they're like, nah, go away. I don't know. We need more information. We need more yeah. information on that more information. Cause yeah, it also sounds like your, your friends are kind of dicks. For, yeah. Like, it's so me yeah. advantage of you like that. You drove them out there. Yeah. Um, you know, like this isn't even something that you like to do. This Spartan race. Yeah, you were just trying to be helpful.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they get <laughs> so funny though. The image of the big field sounds like a
2: sitcom. <laughs> it sounds like the end of a sitcom. Yeah, yeah, and then
0: driving away
1: while they're running after you. Yeah, I mean, I I probably would have just like texted them in the morning and been like, "That was a really shitty thing that you did. I'll see you when you get
0: home," <laughs> you know. Instead of just waiting around for them to say the thing, so you could just drive away. Yeah. I do think that's like the level of petty that I find hilarious is yeah. that he waited the entirety of the race
1: <laughs> to until watch he their had face. visual
0: of them, and then was just like, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> "So I would say yes." It was a bit petty.
1: It was a bit petty. <laughs> it was, a bit, it was petty. a bit petty, and and also it wasn't just that you were taking your trailer; like you had driven them out there in your truck. And so they had no way to get home. Should have thought about that
0: before they locked you out of your own camper. I know. That's so true. Yeah. No, it all sounds weird. It sounds weird. It sounds like they're a weird group of friends. Yeah. 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 I don't know how good of friends it sounds Who like. Who treats they are. their friend like that? You go sleep in your car. Yeah. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. It just seems weird. That seems really weird.
1: But I would say you, you know, you had reason enough to uh to like be mad.
0: Yeah. But Maybe we took it a little bit too far. I think it was maybe <laughs> there was a line and you just kind of touched your tippy toe over the yeah. edge of
1: it. <laughs> yeah. Boop.
0: For sure. So you're really like an asshole with like a small A, not a capital yeah. A. Yeah. You know, more oh, like that. Like a little asshole ish. Yeah. But not, you know, it wasn't for nothing. Yeah. It wasn't for nothing.
1: Yeah. I mean, leaving somebody stranded in a city sucks. Uh, but they could have just gotten a, a rental car or something. You know, call an Uber, sure. go to a enterprise, rent a car, go home.
0: Now they're gonna think twice before they're mean to someone who drove yeah. them three hours and gave yeah. them a place to stay. Yeah, totally. That was a life lesson learned. Yeah. Learned the hard way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So if you were talked about on today's episode, other than the "Am I the asshole?" If you asked advice, let us know. Pop in. Mm-hmm. Let give us an update. Mm-hmm. Answer yeah. the questions we have. Yeah. Let us know because what'd you do? How'd it turn out? Yeah, how'd it turn out? <laughs> get these stunning conclusions to, to advice in real life. Yeah. Uh, but until next time, guys, thanks for listening. Download, subscribe, like, comment, share it, wash your hands, get vaccinated. We're on an uptick again, guys. So mm-hmm. let's all be safe mm-hmm. and pee after sex. <gasps> okay, bye. Bye. bye.